What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Chicken Bone Alley, brought to you by Profab Headers and Exhaust, Earl Ramey Racing Engines, SRI Performance, Stock Car Steel, and Aluminum. What is going on? I'm David. I'm Sterling. What's up? We is here from a what has seemed like a really long, but good, but a long weekend. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, cold one too, but cold. I tell you that. It, 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 cool, it cooled off over the last couple of weeks, but all of a sudden this weekend it was cold. Cold. <laughs> it was cold. <laughs> Especially Friday night, yeah. it seemed like to me. Friday night was. Yeah, Friday, yeah, yeah. Friday night was tough, no doubt about it. Yeah. And everything <laughs> that we decided to do this weekend was outside, so yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know. My lips are good and chapped now, and you know my face felt even wind burnt and chapped and all that fun stuff. But you know, hey, yeah. it's all part of it, I guess. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah, it's been a fun weekend, man. It really has. Uh, like you say, Friday was was really cool. So I guess you know, well, most of the whole startup show we talk about our weekend, which is going to involve mostly uh, racing. So, uh, but. Anyway, I guess Friday went to the racetrack and did the whole uh, qualifying draw thing and hung out there, and, and that was a whole lot of fun. And uh, on Saturday, um, uh, we went to the uh, Carolina-Tennessee uh, football game, which I did not think was going to be a game. That was a surprise. I don't think nobody thought it, it was, was a surprise. Be a game. That's what it was. That was a surprise. <laughs> uh, it was uh, definitely a surprise. Um, I'm just hoping we but, get another uh, surprise next weekend. <laughs> I sure hope so, man. I, I sure hope they can. I sure hope they got a thing with orange uh, teams or something. They can go ahead and take care of Clemson too. I, I'd be that'd be wonderful. That'd be nice. Uh, that'd be nice. Yeah, we shall see. So, uh, but yeah, that was fun, man. We uh, we sat um, we sat like five rows from the very top, the highest point of the Whew. whole stadium. You called all the wind. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty chilly up there for sure. Um, Cole and Blakely, they were a little well, especially Cole. He was he was a little nervous going up them stairs, man. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he ain't big on that big of heights. Uh. Nah, nah, he wasn't having that too good. So he had his hand on something at all times. <laughs> he, he was doing the the OSHA three point contact with the ladder steel the whole time. He was just looking for his harness. <laughs> Hey, yeah, he sure would have wore it if we had one. I guarantee that. But, um, but yeah, man, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, Blakely's first uh, football game. She's a, she's I guess she's a Clemson fan. I guess whatever. She don't really know. She just whatever. But she ended up loving it. Loved cocky and loved as she was cheering them on, doing the sandstorm and everything else. So, uh, um, yeah, so it was a good time. We we sure enjoyed that. Uh, oh, that's good. That is good. That is good. Um, yeah, like you said, hung out there Friday night. Uh, I was at the racetrack all day Saturday. Um, all that fun stuff. Went to church there on Sunday morning. Uh, went to my mom and dad's, uh, afterwards to eat. And we really just lounged around all day. Watched some football. Yeah. I was, I was beat. I ain't even gonna lie. I was absolutely beat yesterday and. I think it was one of them things I was, you ever heard the phrase, almost too tired to sleep? That's, that's, that's how I was last night. I wanted to go to sleep really bad, 
and then I'm in bed at like nine o'clock, eight thirty, nine, eight forty five, nine o'clock. Um, and I laid there, <laughs> and laid there, and laid there. Last I looked at clock, I think it was about twelve o'clock, and finally went to sleep and got up, went back to work today. You know, all the joys. Uh. So fun yeah. stuff, but. Regardless, we'll go ahead and get into it. Um, it was all for a good, good cause for some good racing this weekend. Um, we'll go back to uh, Friday night, um, headed over to, well, I say Friday night. No, no, no. Friday uh, morning at 10 o'clock, I was at Florence Motor Speedway um, helping out with the... Uh, with the driver intros, I know a lot of y'all seen it on our uh, Facebook. Um, we'll get that, but uh, we had to set up some lights for it and everything. They just built a stage there and everything. They didn't have lighting for it, uh, so I was like, "Hey, we got some. We'll we'll take care of it." So we took care of all the stage lighting and everything. Um, that all went well. Um, got up. Uh, it was. It was good. It was good. It was fun time. Um, got taught to you know literally every driver pretty much. Um, right. It was just it was fun, and I know that's what it's got to be. Uh, but just got rushed. Got rushed a lot. Um, they had booked some bands. Steve Zacharias and his family booked uh, Skylar Whitfield and um the Bailey Road Band, and um. So we had to kind of rush through our stuff to to get it, um, you know, done out the way so the bands could get up there. Um, me and Wesley Outland uh, hosted the uh, qualifying draw there, and it was good. It was good. We 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 figure a bunch figure a bunch of stuff out for next time. We'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, was just for sure. Then we got to get. We got to get uh, uh I don't I don't know I don't know how you do it on Friday night um either just got to expect to go later or get done racing earlier I don't know how you gonna get done racing earlier on a Friday night but you know right yeah so we'll figure it out figure it all out but it was good it was good um bands were really good uh Skyler Whitfield he's yeah. always good um the Bailey Road band they were they were uh it was the first time I'd heard them but they were they were good. Yeah, they were very good. And he had a uh, guitarist that was, he was top-notch. I mean, that's dude. I mean, the whole band was. I mean, but guitarist really stuck out. Uh, lead singer plays drums. He's got a awesome voice. Um, Just just really good. Really good overall band. And it was a fun night. Everybody hung out. Um, and we got to, uh, got to hang out a little bit. Um, but, um... But I, I didn't forget about it there. But uh, you, do you want to go back to the uh, stuff a little bit? Look, happened a little bit earlier in the in the evening there. Uh, 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 <laughs> what happened with you there? Yeah, man, we definitely will. Um, so uh, my my mother and father years ago, uh, I think it was '88, I believe it was. Uh, they went over Darlington on a Friday, I think, and uh, took a bunch of pictures of uh, of Dale. His, his, you know, Dale Jr.'s daddy, and a bunch of, bunch of pictures. Also had a bunch of pictures from back in the 90s. I think it was 94, I believe, somewhere along in there, uh, when Dale was running the, uh, Dale Jr. was running the mom and pop's plate model stop. 
I had a bunch of those pictures and, and a little case and all. And, you know, I decided I was just going to bring him over there and show it to him and maybe give him a couple pictures. There's one really cool picture of that Mama took of, of Dale Sr. Um, he was standing in the back of the trailer and had his shirt off, pants unbuttoned. Um, <laughs> so she took the picture and uh, went over the next day and, and got him to sign it. And he uh, he laughed and laughed and, and said, uh, you know, don't 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 go using this picture against me now, you know. So that was pretty that was pretty cool, pretty cool memory. But he uh, so um, once practice got over, we were uh, we were going to try to walk across racetrack right quick and try to talk to him and uh, show him the picture. Well, we turned the corner to go walk across the racetrack, and Dale and his whole crew was coming across, coming all out, outside the racetrack there. So we uh, we just met up. I, I asked him, I told him I had some pictures for him, and I uh, wanted to look for him check him out. And he said, heck yeah, man. So he, we walked over and posted up on the front of somebody's truck, said who knows who it was. But, um, and he loved it, man. He just went all in. Owing everybody and bring back a lot of memories uh, and trying to restore that old car. So that's pretty cool. We can get some 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 good pictures from it that we had the old mom and pop's car. Um, but yeah, so we hung out with him for a little while there, and uh, and and you know, really cool dude, really cool down there dude for sure. And um, so yeah, hopefully uh, hopefully we can stay in touch with him uh, and guys and and, and uh, Maybe see him again soon. Oh yeah, for sure. It was cool. It was uh, I don't know. We probably spent what twenty minutes or so with him over there, just looking through pictures and yeah. everything, and uh, taking some taking some pictures, everything. I mean, he was super cool then. Um, then uh, so that was that was really cool, really really personal moment, I guess to say. So, and uh, he was telling us a lot about the cars that was in there that that, that was a lot of people didn't even know was his granddaddy's car. Uh, that Rick Hendrick had a lot to do with, um, so it was a uh, it was cool. It was a cool moment. Uh, it was one of the moments you want to you get very few of. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, you know, he don't stop too much. Get that much time with him to hang out a little bit. That was pretty cool for sure. Yeah. So, but anyway, um, like I said, got to it got to uh, pretty much get a word or two from about most of the drivers at least first half of the field <laughs> it seemed like um uh on stage i got to ask uh junior some questions there on stage uh we 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 did learn that he wants uh florence motor speedway uh put on iRacing, racing which would be awesome because yeah. i need i need as many laps as i can get around there <laughs> yeah, exactly um but uh yeah, so uh, hung out there all night. Uh, I think we left what about twelve o'clock, eleven thirty, twelve o'clock. Yeah. Um. Uh, got back over there the next day. Me and Landon went on uh, Saturday, and uh, we didn't get there quite as early because uh, they started. There was some practice earlier, but didn't real practice started at. I think one o'clock or so. So we got over there. I think I don't know. It was still probably eleven third, eleven eleven thirty somewhere in there. Uh, we got over there and got going around in the pits there. Um, I walked around. 
Man, I'm gonna tell you one thing that happened. Um, I got a picture of it. I'll have to put it on our Facebook or something. I'm not even sure whose car it was. I'll have to look at it. I just remember there was a car in practice went down in turn one, late model stock, um, went down in turn one, throttle hung, wide open. Um, And I don't know exactly all the details of what happened necessarily. Some people said it flipped, uh, but the top didn't really look scuffed up. Now, it could have flipped and just been in the air and landed back on the wheel side. But if anybody doesn't know Florence Motor Speedway, uh, when you go into turn anywhere other than coming off a of turn four and down the front straightaway, there is no wall. It's, it's a big, you know, runoff area, a lot of runoff area. I mean, I'm not typically worried about when I race over there, I'm not worried about running trees because there's a lot of runoff area, then trees. Um, right. um, so, I mean, I don't want anybody to get the opinion that you're going to run off track and run to a tree because... I don't know if I've ever actually you seen got a long way to go. I, don't, I don't know if I've ever actually seen anybody hit a tree over there. Uh, you normally get good and stop before then. Um, but anyway, so the car went off over there. And like I said, some people said it flipped. I never really got the actual story of what completely happened. But what it did do was one spot down in turn one, and I guess it's probably why he's got down there, and it's almost to the tree line. Um, there is some uh, concrete barriers down there, kind of along the tree line. And I guess that's probably to keep people from running in trees if something like this were to happen. Um, car hit those barriers with the, fortunately, it was the uh, right side door. Um, I'm so happy it was the right side door, not the left side door. Because they somebody told me this was a brand new car, but it pushed the door bars almost to the shifter. I mean, it hit hard. Um, fortunately, though, all the safety equipment did its job. Um, other than that, and I, I guess probably the car, you know, buckling like it did, uh, probably helped the driver some because he walked away from it. So definitely that's glad amazing. to see that. <laughs> yeah, but that's the, scary for sure. Very, but the car was absolutely destroyed. Um I think the motor probably the only thing you could save out of it. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure it, it may, the way it come in, it may have even broke transmission. I'm not even sure. It, I don't know. Maybe not. But I know the rear end was bent up and shifted over, I don't know, probably eight inches or more to one side. They, they had to work on the car about all day just to be able to get it back in the hauler. Wow. <laughs> So yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, that was a uh, that was a rough, rough way to start your day there. Uh, but anyway, walked around there, talked to quite a few people, um, hung out. You can go back and look at some lives uh, from all that, all that fun and goodness there. Um, go back and look at our videos on Facebook uh, for all that, all that content. Um, speaking of content, I I sent it to you earlier we got a video on there i mean don't get me wrong we we get some views on some videos good bit of times now granted it's dale and hart jr on i i talked to junior after the after the race last time i looked this video now has a hundred and three thousand views 
That's crazy, man. It's crazy for me, anyway. I know a lot of people like that. It's not that right. much. Well, it's not. Maybe it ain't that much, but whew, it's a lot for us. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> uh, never would have thought that, for sure. No. Uh, Throwing, man. It's crazy. But uh, anyway, so another thing happened. I I got recruited to be a spotter while I was there. In the midst of all this, I had to spot. (laughs) (laughs) Lizzie Welch asked me. uh, She she got mad and fired her daddy, Andy, from spotting. In her legend, or yeah, in the legend car, asked me to spot for. So I spotted one practice, uh, which was qualifying practice there. And then uh, she had to run the B main, uh, and I had to spot it. So, <laughs> wow. so uh, I, I, I was pulling all kind of duty out there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, Run through a little bit. Uh, good racing, good, good racing. How about our buddy, uh, Boo Boo Dalton? Um, got out there. I don't, he may have practiced it one time, but uh, Jody Messmer's he had two trucks out there, one of them wasn't nobody driving. Uh, so he asked Boo Boo if he wanted to drive it. Um, and uh, he's like, Yeah, I'll jump in and drive. Goes out there, sits it on pole, leads the whole race, and wins it. <laughs> That's sweet, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boo boo! Oh, dude can drive. I know that. He's he's a wheel man for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but anyway, got got into qualifying. The qualifying was crazy for the late models. Um, man, it was just a high stress hour. I'm a, I don't know how long it actually ended up being, but first round, there were so many people got in, then they had to go to second and third rounds, and I mean, woo! even Junior talked about how stressed he was with the qualifying. He was worried about not making it, Um, and he didn't, his first, first round did not put down a good lap, uh, had to run second round, and went out. And was third fastest in the second round. His his time would have been good enough for uh, I can't remember. I think I think it was like sixth place, or something wow, like that. Really? Yeah, they they come in and really improve, improved on the car. But I'm gonna tell you, to me, it looked like the uh, qualifying. I, even though everybody talked about the you know track temperature and the, all that didn't qualifying draw time. You know when they drew didn't really make much difference. But it seemed to throw a lot of... It was really weird because the people that were really fast, a lot of them anyway, that were really fast in practice weren't as fast in qualifying. Uh, and the ones that weren't too fast in practice or, you know, wouldn't put down huge laps, all of a sudden they really stepped up, which was... I don't know. I don't know what caused that, but it was uh, it was wild. That is surprising. I don't know. A lot of people probably working on different long runs or whatever maybe they're working on some qualifying speed but um yeah that is a big difference race speed and qualifying speed at florence is totally different yeah and talked about that a good bit uh you know just how everybody loves it's it's uh similar to darlington far surface wise you know right um 
Timminsville, Florence Motor Speedway. We call it Timminsville over here because that's what we call it forever. <laughs> yeah. or, or either I-95 Speedway. <laughs> but Florence Motor Speedway is very abrasive. Um, cracks in the track, you know, everything. It's got a lot of character, as they say. Yeah. And it, uh, but it, yeah, it's, it's cool to watch that. I, I love that about a big race there, about a 200 lap race there, because it, it was it was wild. Um, the the qualifying that comes into play, who wants to have qualifying speed or who wants to have race speed? Um, but I guess my theory is is you better have some qualifying speed because when you got 56, almost 60 cars there, uh, you better you got to make it into race. <laughs> So, I don't know. I don't know. It's a it's good deal. Good deal going over there. But, man, I'm just going, before we even go into any of the race, um, the turnout, the support for this race was just absolutely insane. It sold out at Florence Motor Speedway, and I don't, I personally, I never... Do not ever remember in many in the thirty almost thirty six years I've been going over there. I do not ever personally personally remember a sellout at Florence Motor Speedway. No, and I think it like double sold out. <laughs> yeah, I mean oh. <laughs> they they finally just run out of ri- tickets and wristbands. I think they uh. Man, yep. it was it was standing room only, and when I say standing room only, that standing room was shoulder to shoulder with people. All the seats in the stands were taken up. There was grassy areas over to the side. There was people sitting where I would have never sat <laughs> in turn four. Um, yeah, dude, I'm telling you, it was craziness. And I put it this way: when I uh, when I went, this is how many people were there. When I went to leave, I had to get lights down off the stage because we did driver driver intros over on stage again. I had to throw lights back up. Um, when I, we, after all the races were over, did all our interview stuff, I went over there, tore lights down, um, got all our stuff together, uh, and I, had to wait on people still to try to even get my truck over to where the stage was to load up the lights. And this was a good hour after the race. Jesus. Yeah. So proud of the turnout, uh, proud of the job that, uh, Steve Zacharias and his whole track crew, uh, did out there. Um, there was a lot of craziness, a lot of stuff going on for, a you know, a small, home track that, you know, operates with just a handful of people. Um, and they put on a show like that, man. It was, it was proud of them and, uh, glad to, glad to be able to be a part of it. They gave me pretty much free reign around there to, uh, do whatever I want as far as media stuff. So I, I want to, first of all, say that I am highly appreciative of them for, uh, for allowing us to, do all that we did over there because it was a uh, made for a fun time for us and and you know it was good good deal yeah it definitely was man it was perfect it sure we're looking forward to the next one no doubt and uh 
man, they keep that turnout going. Oof. <laughs> and they're going to have to add some seats somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> For yeah. sure. Um, anyway, let's, uh, get into the race real quick. We ain't going to keep everybody long this week. Uh, cause we had so much, uh, so much going on there. Uh, that it was just, it was crazy. Um, the race, uh, as far as late model stock race, um, man, it got started there. Uh, I thought it was just going to be get through at least the first segment, which was 75 laps and, you know, just, just roll through it and everybody come in, do what they want to do. Go back out, roll into a second. No, I was wrong. <laughs> I was dead wrong. Um, these guys, man, um, unfortunately, our buddy Landon Huffman got caught up in a, a mess out there. Nothing he did. He was just wrong place, wrong time. Went in the corner, and guys all spun out in front of him. Uh, he come walking down pit road and actually walked up to me. He's like, man, this sucks. He's like, dude, he said, I said, did Buster Radiator? He said, yeah. He said, Buster Radiator, you know, whatever. He's like, man. I wanted to run this race so bad. I mean, it's it's one of those races now, and uh, yeah, it's huge, man. It is, and uh, so it's cool that me and him. I I hated it for him, but glad he uh, you know, cool that he come up and talk to me like that, and we got to hang out with him on Friday night. But anyway, um, there was a few cautions in the first stage, people spinning out and a couple of wrecks and stuff like that, and uh. It was kind of surprising to me because I, like I said, I don't know what you think. I, 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 I really thought it would go a little smoother in the first stage. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I kind of figured people just kind of ride a little while and just see what everybody had after a longer run, and they definitely did not do that. Oof. No, for sure. I mean, they, they. Eh, I don't know what I was thinking. Um, second stage, kind of same thing. I mean, it, it, they, they drug out a little more of a run there. Um, but actually, the <laughs> the second stage actually ended under another caution um, for another spin. Um, so it was... Uh, but I will say, for a large portion of the race, it was pretty cool to see um, our, our local racers, I guess we'll say, uh, Sam Yarborough and Matt Cox, the... Uh, McCombie Elliott racing team dominating the show for yeah, what two thirds of the race, pretty what? much. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, they strong over there anyway. You know they have been and they run over there a good bit. So, um, yeah. it's really cool to see uh see them run that well in the um with that many people. Yeah, that's They're... big names. And it was really cool to see Sam Yarborough because, like I told, I mean, me and him talked a little bit, and uh, he hasn't been in the car that much this year. He's been more crew chiefing for Chad McCombie. Um, he kind of stepped back from the car. He's running the big shows. Uh, the you know, he ran South Boston and running ran Florence. Um, I'm not sure what else he's run, but anyway, regardless. Um, but he stepped back from kind of the weekly racing and and running the big shows and seeing him be able to just to jump in there like that after he, you know, not in the car near as much and, uh, sit it on pole and, and run up front like that. That's, that's rather doggone impressive. <laughs> very, very much. So, um, I don't know, man, I, I kind of thought, you know, really that the, 
the the local dudes that run around Florence all the time would 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 definitely contend. But I was very surprised how well they did for sure. And um, man, like we said before, that's some tough tough. It's some tough competition over there for sure. Yeah, I mean, and, and which is a good testament to our local racers. I mean, you, you don't know. That's the thing is you you've got guys that are always fast at a track and that run and win on a weekly basis at a at a local track. But you know, these guys aren't always traveling and going out and uh, running against these these guys that run the touring series and stuff like that. But when you got the guys like that coming into your home track. And then your home track guys are still out running, up running up front. Right. Uh, it's it kind of tells you, all right, we these guys are good. I mean, it's not just a it's not just a local thing here. These guys are are good on a on a big level. Absolutely, definitely are. Um, you know, I I, I really think the late model stock class itself is it's not necessarily. I would say it's an even, not necessarily even. Uh, playing field, if you will, but it just seems like it puts on a lot closer racing. I mean, the qualifying times, how close everything was, how close everybody run. Um, but I think, like you said earlier, I think the most the, the thing I was most surprised about is, hey, nobody give nobody no time, man. <laughs> it was uh, it was rooting and gouging around there for sure. Yeah, they, they were, they were. Um, talking about Sam Yarborough there, um, I don't know, him and Mason Diaz got into it, uh, back and forth, there's some controversy about a caution, um, Mason, Mason Diaz, and I'm just gonna call it like I see it, um, I think everybody knows that about our show already, I will straight up tell you what I think about it, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm non-biased by no means because I like who I like, I don't like who I don't like, and uh, but I call it as I see it. Um, Mason Diaz come up through the field just beating everybody's back bumper off to move him up track pretty much. He was fast. He was super fast. Um, drives up through the field, goes to pass Sam Yarborough, I think, for the lead actually, and just pushes him off the back straight away. Yep. Um, this is where the controversy come in. They threw the caution right then. And when they threw the caution, they said they did not say it was for a spin over race control. They said it was for, um, it was a safety caution, debris on the track in turn one and two, middle one and two. So maybe that's what it was. But regardless, at the same time, Sam Yarborough spun out as Mason Diaz pushed him off the back straight away. So because they said that the caution was thrown before debris, because of the last scoring loop, which was only at the line, start-finish line, they have to go back to the last lap, Sam Yarborough was leading. Right. So, eh, eh, eh. I can understand where some people are upset. I can. I'm not even going to try to whatever. I can understand where people don't understand that because twice in the race, Dale Earnhardt Jr. was involved in two accidents. Uh, he was kind of the aggressor on, well, he, 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 he flat out spun Matt Cox down the back straight away. Um, right. And then got in too deep in turn one and spun Landon Pimbleton. Um, 
they sent him to the back both times. That that is, and people are like, why did they send him to the back? Because, and I'm gonna tell everybody right now, that is Florence Motor Speedway's track rule. I have raced there all season. Their rule is if you are involved in the caution coming out, that means if you are the the spinner or the spinny, either one. <laughs> Uh, if you are the aggressor or the one that got the aggression taken out on them, either one, you go to the back. That is just how they been, and it it works a lot of time deterring people from just dumping people because you dump somebody, you go to the back too. Um. So when when they didn't send uh Sam to the back, uh, I I can understand where people are, you know, whatever. Um, but at the same time, Mason was, if Sam was going to the back, Mason needed to go to the back too, <laughs> in my thought. But they didn't put either one of them in back. They put them back on the front row. All right. Well, Sam was mad because Mason just pushed him off track. I mean, very aggressively. It wasn't even like a, I'm sliding up. No, no, no. Mason just, no, you're going off track. Um... Sam comes back, gets in the bumper of Mason Diaz. Mason Diaz spins out. Well, what do they do? They put him to the back. Well, Mason Diaz was mad because he got spun out. He wants to go back to the front. And he's like, well, they let him back up. I need to go back up if I cause caution. Whatever. Um, so at the time, they're trying to put them both in the back. This is where it gets childish, in my opinion. Mason Diaz drives to the front straightaway. Pulls up like on the bottom of the straightaway, like you were going to the victory lane part of the front straightaway. Parks his car there, unbuckles, gets out, even has a crew member come out there and lift him up and everything. And they're acting like they're celebrating, like they won the race. It was the biggest clown move I think I've ever seen in racing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I wish he wouldn't even come back. Me too. I mean, that was just, I get you mad about on the racetrack. I get that 100%. I want, I, my thing is, stay back there with the back. Dump him again if you want to be mad about it. I get that. But acting like a teetotal five-year-old on the front straightaway is never going to be a good look. No. And, I mean, just leaving the car. He just, they just left the car out there on the front straightaway. Crew, track crew and stuff had to go bring it in and everything. I mean, it was just, and I, I looked at him. I mean, because I'm standing right where he parked at, and he comes walking across the pits, and I was like, dude, you are a clown. And I just told him that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he definitely is. I mean, he, he looked at me and didn't look happy with me, and I really didn't care. But, I mean, I was like, that is that, is, that was a dumb move. I, straight up, I'll tell anybody, that was dumb, childish, and a straight-up clown. Um, I don't know. So, anyway, got back going, um, and our new buddy, man, I, I, I'm, um, I, I'm glad to call this guy buddy of mine because I, I see he's buddy of mine. I see him as buddy of mine already. Uh, I've only talked to him a few times here, uh, but our buddy, uh, Brennan Butterbean Queen, gets up front, and man, he's gonna bring it, brings it home. But first of all. Let's go to the line because we got him on here. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a uh, special guest on the line with us now. 
First of all, I want y'all to wish happy birthday and also a big congratulations to Brennan Butterbean Queen. What is going on, my man? What's up, my man? How you doing? I don't know it, man. I'm doing good, doing good. You ain't doing as good as you, though. <laughs> man, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even know how to answer that one. It's just <laughs> been a crazy couple of days. Uh, it's like living in the dream world and trying to get back off of the cloud nine and uh, set our focus on this weekend's race and um, hopefully uh, end the year this year back where uh, back where we were Saturday night. Well, man, I say just don't even get off the cloud, man. I just say just go forward with the momentum. <laughs> just go forward with the momentum, and everything will turn out all right. <laughs> all right. That's right. I mean, the way our year's gone, it's been uh, it's been a lot more on the cloud than off, but we know and respect that it can change at any minute, so we try to enjoy it while we got it. That's right. That is right, man. Um, well, I want to uh, talk with you a little bit about, man. I, I want to go back. We know you just won one of pretty pretty big race now um <laughs> the south carolina 400 there at florence motor speedway our home track down here um we know you did that obviously and we're gonna get to that but i want to go back a little bit you know uh, people have all of a sudden seen your name here in the last you know couple years of, with things you've done i want to i want to go back man i want to let everybody know First, I just want you to actually introduce yourself. Tell them who you are, what you're driving, you know, all that good stuff. But before that, or after that, I want to go back, you know, where you started. So introduce yourself before we get going any farther. Absolutely. I'm uh, Brennan Queen, known as Butterbean by the racing community. Um, I started racing when I was six. I am 25 as of today. <laughs> and... Um, that sounds weird. I'm glad I got that right. <laughs> um, so, uh, I've been, I started racing while I was six at go-karts and, um, had a lot of success early on and, you know, moved up, did legend cars and, um, then to late models. And then somewhere in there while I was doing all that, I ran arena cars, uh, which were like indoor to Coliseum type little oh, yeah. mini cup cars. And then, um, on top of that, I made a few Bandolero starts and a few uh, Pro 6 starts, which is a car up home. Um, and then I've actually made a couple modified starts and just ran my first season in a dirt late model this year also. So uh, main focus is obviously asphalt late model racing the last, I don't know, eight years or so. I started running those in 2013 and uh, so that's been my main focus, but I have drove some things on the side, um, on off weekends and sometimes some double duty nights, but, um, that's pretty much, uh, a little bit about me. Um, just been racing a long time, even though I'm not that old, I've still been racing a while. So, um, I wouldn't trade it for the world though. I hear you there, man. Well, I, I want to go back real, real quick where you just said, start off in go-karts. All right. Tell us a little bit about that. What, uh, how, how old were you when you say you started like five? Six. I was six, six years old. Six years old. So, um, yeah. So I started. Uh, I started running those. That was all my, that was actually my only dirt experience. I ran. Okay. I actually ran a season at Langley, but it was like a learning year, a kid division. It really won't race, and I mean, it was. It. I don't even count it. But then I went to dirt, and I ran uh, three seasons. I won thirty-one races and three championships, and that's when we decided to get a legend car. And um. I was probably 11 or 12, I think. Cause back then age and age was different for things. Like oh, yeah. you weren't going in a late model till you were 15 back then. No, now, I mean, right. there was no, there was no exceptions. 
Um, not saying it's bad. I, I, I don't even, that's a whole nother subject for another day. <laughs> I, I don't have any, you know, if I could have done it younger, I would have, but it wasn't like that back then. Um, I was actually young in the legend car back then and had to get a little bit of special, uh, permission from INX to race. I was like a year young at that time. And, um, Ended up racing two years of legend cars. I won, uh, I won. I think, I think about ten races or so between, well. uh, <laughs> you know, Langley and uh, I ran Southside, which is closed now. I won a championship and a state championship there. And uh, well, I'm gonna need I, some. Uh, I'm, I'm 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 gonna need some coaching from you on the legend car side. We bought one this past <laughs> year. We bought one this past year and ran at Florence and uh and Dillon. Motor Speedway and uh and uh I, I did all right did all right with it my first year I I'm older than you though I'm 36 now and, and it's my first year in a legend car so <laughs> starting from they're, somewhere I guess yeah they're a lot different now than when I drove them we didn't have the water cooled stuff or the slick tires or nothing like that so hey I still lot, I still run the old 1250 in mine man <laughs> oh, okay that's that's getting back to, that's getting back to my time frame now so. there we go there we go. There we go. Did you like the legend cars, though? I loved it, man. I think it's the best uh, learning tool ever. I mean, it got, gave me some bad habits, probably, but I think I it was a it sped up the learning curve for when you went late model racing. Like it made it a lot easier. I hear you. I hear you. All right. What well, came after? What did you say? Come after the legends there. That's when I went late model racing. That's when you went so, late model racing after that. Okay. Cool. 2015 went late model racing. So, um, you know. Not that I wasn't fast. I was fast. My first race uh, in, a, in a late model at Langley, I qualified third, uh, almost on the pole, and I finished fourth after going two laps down. And then a 150-lap race, I got both my laps back and came back to finish fourth. Wow. And um, then for a while, I had speed. Just seemed like a third, fourth, fifth is all I could do. Just couldn't ever, couldn't ever win. And then... Um, you know, 2016, uh, I had a lot of success at uh, East Carolina because Langley was closed. I won a championship there, finished second in the state of North Carolina, uh, came down to the last weekend, and we just didn't seal the deal. But we did win track championship and, um, you know, won five, four or five – I think it was four races that year. And then come back to Langley thinking we were going to be pretty good, and we struggled, and then about – 2019 uh we started getting back in a rhythm and then uh you know 2020 we won the hampton heat that was our only win that year <laughs> and then since since then we've been uh we won five and then won 10 this year at langley so we we won 15 races in the last two years at langley um so it started finally clicking i think i really think i went over a maturity curve in those these years where i started really feeling the car and putting together the races. And I think a lot has just changed quickly and, and it just took time. And I think, uh, I'm in a really good spot. Well, I think you are too. And, uh, and, and that's really funny to you just saying, I think I'm in a really good spot because, uh, leading in that, you know, like you just said, track championships, uh, you've won, won tons of races at Langley Speedway, which is, which is tough competition up that way. But I just want to say, the other night, and I told you this in Victory Lane, uh, it was going into that last 50-lap segment there at Florence Motor Speedway. You looked at me, 
as a, you were sitting in the car under that last 10 minute break and looked at me. I come by with the camera. I said, how you feeling, man? You said, I think I'm in a good spot. That's right. And, uh, that's, I, th- I think that's what it takes in racing in general, man. You got to be in a good spot at a good time and put yourself in that good spot. Um, but let's talk, let's, let's don't go that far in the race yet. Um, I want to go, let's go back to, to practice. How'd you feel coming down? You hadn't had much time there at Florence Motor Speedway. Uh, practice wise, how'd it go for you? Yeah. So for me, um, uh, this is my first race with Lee Pulliam. So this was a, a debut first time with this team, first time with their car, uh, new motor that I've never drove type of motor with a Chevy crate. Um, just so many new things and, uh, man, it went good. I mean, practice getting to know the guys and starting to gel together. I thought I knew early on, I felt like we were pretty, we were pretty solid. You know, I thought like, you know, there's a little minor things. We're trying to get better, you know, certain, certain little things with the car. But like, other than that, like I thought we were really consistent and we weren't that slow and we weren't on no, you know, really good tires either. And I was like, man, we pretty much stayed in the top 12, the top 12 range for, a day and a half there till the tire game started getting really big, but yeah. I thought things were going really good. Cool, man. Cool. Cool. All right. Rolled into qualifying. Um, I can't remember. Where was your qualifying draw at? Where'd you draw? I drew 36. 36. 36. So you were back half. Uh, do you think, uh, and we I talked to a bunch of drivers about that, but do you think the, the qualifying draw really held much importance? I know it's really cool, really cool thing to do. Um, you know, kind of draw like that but do you think that held much importance you think that made any difference going out early or going out late honestly the sun wasn't really a factor and the tent was kind of cold the whole time i don't think it really mattered unless you just you know want to see what to shoot for type stuff um you know you got a little bit of an advantage going out later because if you have a teammate and stuff you can kind of know what they're doing on air pressure and stuff and and get an idea but uh, I don't really think it made too big of a difference this year. Um, for us, you know, we had the Chevy crate, so we were a little down on horsepower. So our goal was just to make that top 20. We knew it was going to be close, um, but we knew once we were in, like we were going to have a really good shot at the at the race, you know. We had good race pace. Oh, as, as you just talked about, being on the, on the crate motor compared to a, you know, built motor or whatever, as we all say in the sport, um, you know, they say down on horsepower, but in our type of racing here, I, I, there was a buddy of mine, um, Connor Lee, actually, a few weekends ago. Uh, he uh, got a bad oil leak in practice, and we actually changed motors with him at the track there. Up, and he went to a crate motor, put a crate motor in the car, uh, and went out, ended up finishing second. And he was like, man, he said, I just feel like I can drive it so much harder and I'm not worried about blowing the tires off of it coming off the corner. Um, how do you feel about that motor package? Yeah, so I had come down the last two years with a Ford uh, Ford crate in my own family car, and, you know, we just, I don't know, we had speed. Like, we qualified in the top ten. We just didn't ever race that good and couldn't keep the tire on it. And uh, With the Chevy crate, and I felt like I could go out all day long on old tires and match my fast lap and run really consistent times, and I knew, I was like, man, in the race, like, this thing's going to be really good 80 laps into the run, and 
I mean, it, it paid off for sure. Like, there was a point in the race I went from, like, 13th all the way up to 6th or 5th, and I didn't even change my pace. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty that's pretty uh, self-explanatory there. <laughs> I mean, it's doing pretty good. So, uh, all right, so you started in the race. What was your plan of attack for that for a 200-lap race, man? Was it, uh, was it, you know, get towards the front and stay there, or was it just ride and see what happens? kind of uh just ride and see what happened but don't go too far back try to go forward without without hurting myself but not put myself in a bad position not, not get caught up racing somebody and we wanted to make some track position late in the stage and then definitely in that second segment we want to try to get some track position but it was kind of just try to get them on the restart and find a hole where we weren't side by side with somebody so we could use the whole racetrack and ride so um it's kind of a little scary at first you know you just you don't want to go backwards but you're trying not to you know get in get in into it with somebody else too early in the race you know yeah and speaking of to to me man it seemed i've been in this race you know since we've had it over here at florence i went to it quite a few times at myrtle beach um but it seemed like these guys some of them got really antsy really early and you know everybody talked about oh we gotta play it calm for the first 150 laps but man they were rooting and gouging and spinning and wrecking and all kind of stuff early in the race it yeah it blows my mind really i mean you know these people have watched this race a thousand times you know myrtle beach and florence being similar in characteristics and you know every year everybody's like oh you got to save tires that's who's gonna win the race and then the race starts and you got people running three wide, driving sideways on lap two, and I'm just always – it just blows my mind, really. I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, it never works out. It always seems to be the same people do it, and you're like, why? Like, what's going to be different this year than last year? <laughs> and uh, you always end up with the same mess, and uh, I don't know. I just learned to just run my own race and let them do what they're going to do because – you know it's not going to work, and they prove it every year. So um, I don't know, man. I don't really know what to comment on that besides, <laughs> you know, it seems like the racers that do win these races are the ones that aren't doing that, and that's what I go off of. Man, I, I something funny about that. Uh, we were, me and my buddy Sterling, uh, went to a race at Myrtle Beach. Uh, this is quite a few years ago now. Um, Ty Gibbs was actually driving in the cars tour. Um, and it was cold. It was early in the year. I don't remember. Uh, it had, I think they were first race of the year back then. Um, and Ty took off, man. He took off. It was a long race and he was just gone. He straight away. He half tracked almost everybody. <laughs> Lee Pulliam road in the back Ty was about I don't know probably four car lengths from lapping him when they had a break they, co they took a break come back out Lee goes out there and drives around the entire field and wins the race <laughs> oh yeah I, I no doubt in my mind I mean I'm so excited to be working with Lee right now and our first race together 
at a track like that where, you know, he's been so successful in that type of racing and Langley's gotten like that. And I've had a lot of races this year where I almost went a lap down and come back to win. So, you know, we knew we both were going to a good track that we felt like we could win. But, I mean, this is what we dreamed of when we signed our deal. Like, this is what we dreamed of. And, you know, it almost seems like a movie or a, or something, you know, mm-hmm. like, how do you script it any better than how it went down? And it's just memories that I'll have a, a lifetime of. And um, I'm just thankful for it. And, you know, now, obviously, we want to win more and the bar set high. But it's also like, you know, now I can always say I won with those guys, with this group of guys. And I hope, I hope that's not the last one. And I hope. There's plenty of more, and I know, and I know in my heart, there's going to be many more with them. But at least I got one, you know. That's right. That's right, man. All right, let's talk about that last fifty lap. Uh, they call it the shootout there, but uh, it wasn't much of a, a fifty lap shootout. It was uh, a lot of short spurts there for a good portion of it. Um, man, how, what was your focus going into that last fifty laps? Well, I knew those bigger motors getting tires was going to be a little bit harder and i needed about 30 laps to start trying to make a difference where the left rear was going to matter um because they all had new rights but that left rear eventually was going to start giving up i felt like and um you know i just wanted to try to maintain and we got the fourth or something but man i had horrible luck on the restarts every line i was in the guy in front of me would not go or miss a shift and one point i got shuffled out back to like seventh and i thought to myself like it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to to win from here at this point with 20 to go but i also was like man i've been in i've been racing long enough to know it's probably not over there's gonna be a wreck and um you know we just got to keep fighting you can't give up even though it looked like we're running seventh with 17 to go or something like that it's like anything can happen and sure enough i got by somebody and i was like fifth or six, something like that. And then sure enough, junior and the 51 got together. Next thing you know, I'm restarting fourth and you got the 22 and the 95 beating on each other. And, you know, not that we weren't good enough to beat them. You know, we definitely needed a longer run. Our drive off was getting really good and they were sliding. And even at the end of the race, if you look at the lap times, like we were pretty good compared to the eight car there. And like we were, you know, I think about two tenths quicker. So, our car was good. It's not like we backed into the win is what I just don't want people to think. It's like we were in contention. We just – we did get a lucky break, but that's part of winning these races. And um, I knew when we got in the top four again, like, we had a shot. And that's all you can ask for as a driver to have a shot. I see it, man. And uh, we – and no, I – if anybody thinks you backed into that, they are sadly mistaken because uh, me and some guys were standing down on pit road watching the race. And, uh, man, it just seemed like you just said, every time there was a long run, we started watching you. Um, and, and we pointed it out many times. It's like, all right, here he comes. And all of a sudden you start picking off a car here, picking off a car there, picking off a car here. Um, and we could, we could really see that from just, you know, not even because our race monitor went out, as always. But, right. <laughs> but uh, so... We were just watching, and it, it, we could see that on the track, so it was cool to see, um, man. But that was a it, it was honestly looked like absolutely remarkable driving from you, just to keep it steady, keep a cool head, 
uh, and not overdrive the car because I know that's easy to do there at Florence. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I had uh, Lloyd Garner spotting, first time with him spotting for me, and he did a great job of, of keeping me calm and stuff like that. And um, I had Nick Hutchins uh, as the crew chief and Kenyon. Um, I think his last name was Davidson, Kenyon Davidson. I just I always call him by his first name. So um, new guys I'm working with, but he was the car chief for the weekend. And, um, you know, Nick and Kenyon – really helped me out you know nick probably talked more to me during the race than kenyon because nick was you know the crew chief but um nick nick really really coached me up and kept me in it um when the spotter wasn't talking and um i don't know those guys believed in me all day long and uh, they had just really met you know really met me and and they were already believing in me so that meant a lot and uh they they really kept me in the game i felt like Sure did, man. I could, I could see that for sure. Well, I want to know one thing, and I don't want to. I know a lot of people was like, "Well, Dale Earnhardt Jr. was there," and I don't want to make this about him at all because one, it's your birthday; two, you won. <laughs> but uh, but uh, man, y'all been on the track racing together twice, and somehow y'all find each other to be able to run side by side for quite a few laps <laughs> both times you've raced each other. Yeah, except this time my hood didn't fly. Up. That's so right. That's a plus. This time I actually got to finish the deal. So um, I had a blast racing with Junior. And uh, he's super fun, super down to earth. And, uh, you know, we weren't going to treat him any different out there. I gave him the chrome horn. There you he, go. Uh, he's actually the reason I have the quarter panel damage. He hit me <laughs> early on. We fixed it, and then he hit me when the 22 spot out. Jeter hit me again, and uh, and during the race, he about turned me down the back stretch in the left side a couple of times. So, um, he definitely definitely put some marks on me, but that's okay. I, I gave it back to him, and uh, we laughed about it after the race. But uh, for me, it was it's cool two races in a row to get the race around him. I'm glad I didn't turn him around because I probably would have needed security leaving, but. <laughs> At the same time, uh, I'm glad that I won a race with him in it because I think it just got me so much more exposure because everybody was checking the results. That's right. That's right. I hear you there. I definitely hear you there. That was uh, I mean, it's cool, though. I mean, regardless of who it is, when you can get in a race with a NASCAR Hall of Famer and oh, yeah. you come out on top in it, I mean, that's, that's saying something for you, man. Well, it means a lot to me. Uh, to finally be showcasing myself away from Langley. I mean, everybody at Langley knows me, but now I'm starting to get, hopefully next year I'll have some more cheers when I come back to Florence. Uh, you know, Langley is, they go ballistic there. The <laughs> Bean fans, Bean Nation as I like to call them, they are awesome. And, I, and, I, and I'm starting to get some following away from home, which is, which is good. Um, but, you know, like when it comes down to it there at the end, Quapple and I, I mean, I tried to race him really clean. He he always has raced me clean here lately um, when I've been around him. And um, I got into him a couple of times. I mean, I really didn't mean to. Um, just, you know, using everything I had. And right. we, you know, we hit on the backstretch a couple of times. And I tried to kind of break his momentum off of four and kind of get in the door just enough to slow his motor down to where I could you – know, I knew a lap or two I was going to be better. I just – that motor could hang on for a lap or two on a restart. So I had to do something. 
And uh, I felt like, you know, kind of getting in his door a little bit broke his momentum. And I was able to stay alongside him and not let him clear me because I knew it even back up to where I was better. So, um, you know, luckily we didn't wreck or nothing. That was a plus. <laughs> How are you there? Um, man, I don't know. I, 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 and maybe I'm probably a little more partial to it because Florence is my home track. I live five minutes down the road from it. Um, but... The way this race, um, South Carolina 400 has always been big. Um, don't get me wrong, because it really has. And I, I remember when it used to be two weekends worth of racing down at Myrtle Beach. Um, oh, yeah. But, man, this is, um, to me, is seemingly is one of the bigger late model stock races uh, kind of the year now. Oh, yeah. It's a, um, you know, it's a crown jewel. You have, yeah. in my world, you have. I guess the icebreaker, you have the 30,000 cars tour race, even though it's not NASCAR, that's become a car, I mean, that's become a crown jewel. Oh, yeah. You have Sobo 200, Hampton Heat, Martinsville, Florence. You have the Thanksgiving Classic, and you got the Rodney Cook race, and now, you know, you're starting to get the good years having a big race and that's right. and stuff like that. But the big ten to $20,000 races are the crown jewels, and – Myrtle Beach was huge. I mean, that was a big deal, mainly because I think, you know, a lot of people used it as our vacation, too, a little bit. You know, you go down there a day early and you got some, you know, you can go around town and stuff. But I think when Myrtle Beach closed, I think, you know, for me, it's like we were heartbroken. Like, that was one of my favorite races of the year. And it's like, well, of course, we're going to go support Florence. It's, it's the same race, pretty much. I mean, it's in a way it's the same type of race and um you know we don't want what happened in myrtle beach to happen to another track that, that we love and another event we love so so good to see everybody supporting it it's definitely become a huge race and when you when you have to make the show and there's a chance you can go home it's a big deal so that's right that's right well all right man i just want to know coming to those checkers uh, and and taking them and coming rolling into victory lane there on the front stretch, man. How how was the feeling? How was the emotion then? You know, I always try to just soak it in because it happens so quick, and then I find myself going, man, what what was I thinking? What was I saying in this moment? And uh, I just what I'm gonna take away from it was just the the emotion from the Lee Pulliam uh, performance team. Like those guys were going ballistic and they were fueling me and I was fueling them. And, you know, I was, I, today I didn't hardly have a voice left. And, um, because every time I'd scream, they would scream and then I'd <laughs> scream back and they would scream. So it was just, I mean, you were down and you were down there. Victor, oh, like, yeah. you could tell Lee Pulliam was going nuts and, that meant a world to me somebody i've raced against and watched succeed for so many years to finally like our first race together win together and i now i can always say i won a race with lee pulliam who will go down as one of the best ever in a late model and um i demand that's just something you can't buy like you cannot buy that win you can't buy those moments and i'll always be able to cherish it and that feeling is just i mean it it's in it's such an incredible feeling that a lot of people might not ever get to experience. So you got to enjoy it. Definitely, man. Definitely. And we're, man, I am, I, I know, and I'm not sucking up to you because you're on the phone right now. I will, I will just, I'll tell everybody 
I've been on the Butterbean bandwagon for a while myself, actually. A couple years. <laughs> I, I, I sent you a friend request, I think, a couple years ago on Facebook, you know, and you accepted it, and I've followed and followed and followed. And, uh, you know, and every time you've been close by so I could go, uh, I've been there. And, dude, the first time when I saw you at uh, North Wilkesboro, walked up to you, went to talk to you, man, it's like, I, I don't I don't know, you're just one of those guys that is very approachable, and, and it's like we knew each other forever. And, uh, hey, I appreciate that. No, nah, that's, that's, that's wonderful, man. I'm glad I accept, I'm glad I accepted your Facebook request because, you know, I feel bad and I don't, and I'm not saying this to like, <laughs> sound, like to toot my own horn or anything, but like just, I have so many requests and I can't keep up with it. And the problem <laughs> is if you request it and then like a bunch of other people do, I might not even see it. That's like, right. That's right. And, uh, so I'm glad I'm glad I accepted it. I'm almost at my Facebook limit. I'm like three <laughs> or four away, and that's why I've been really posting on my Butterbean page because all you gotta do is like that page. You don't it don't have a limit. So that's right. Um, I've been really trying to push that page for people to go follow me there because it's you know most people want to want to keep up with the racing anyways, and I and and normally that's all I'm posting anyways. I'm not posting anything on my personal page. Unless my mom's tagging me or something, you know. But <laughs> yeah, I know what you I, mean there. I try to keep, I try to keep, you know, the racing page going, and that seems to be doing really good here lately. So, uh, but go. I'm glad, man. I was glad to meet you at Wilkesboro. I had a great time, and um, you know, I'm not, I'm definitely not afraid to 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 get an interview, even if it ain't for winning or whatever. I mean, exposure's exposure's the way I look at it, you know. There you go. That's what I'm talking about, man. Well, cool deal, man. Well, um, uh, go ahead and thank everybody that was, you know, working on that car, that helps you out, that's stickered on that car, uh, that helped you out there at Florence. Okay, yeah, so, <laughs> all right, I got to thank, uh, obviously, Lee Pulliam, Lee Pulliam Performance. I got to thank uh, Nick Hutchins, Kenyon, Dave, Colin, uh there was a bunch of guys on the team that I'm horrible with the names. Uh, remembering, you know, I got to, that's why I want to say just thank you to the whole LPP. I'm still learning all the names there, everybody, and I'm horrible at remembering names. But try to thank the main guys. Um, I got to thank Doug, my tire guy. Uh, I got to thank, uh, you know, Brandon Pierce and that whole team for coming to Victory Lane with us. It's a whole team effort at LPP. So, uh, just to have them over there was special. I got to thank my girlfriend, Nicole. I got to thank uh, Best Repair Company, LeafCars.com, Old School Video Games, Mincy's Graphics, John West Racing Engines, Hedgecock Race Cars. Um, you know, I, I think that's probably about, uh, about it. But like I said, oh, thank the man above. Always got to thank them for keeping right. us safe and, and letting us go do what we love. Uh, thank you to my family for supporting me and, and coming and hanging out and obviously you uh, for what you're doing and Florence for having us, but it's um just a whole LPP organization, man. They they made it happen, so can't thank them enough. Good deal, brother. All right, got to look forward just a little bit, man. Uh, coming up, big, big race this weekend. You got to reset from uh, coming off a win there and go, go try to race for a, a – a good chunk of change up there at Southern National. Oh yeah, we were really close last year. We led a bunch of laps, won a segment, and ended up finishing second to Josh uh, Barry there. So hopefully we can one up him this year. Might have to get a little physical, 
but hey, fifty grand on the line, we're gonna have a good time. There's a there's a lot of things that can happen for fifty grand. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> a lot of things. I definitely not. I'd probably knock my mom out the way to win fifty thousand. <laughs> uh, and she would. She she knows it too. So. Uh, now nah, I hope I hope I don't have to do nothing bad or nothing like that. I'd like to win it straight up and and come out there with the fastest car and win the race. That'd be awesome. Well, man, coming off uh coming off weekend like you've had, I definitely could see you doing it, buddy. So, um, man, I just want to wish you the absolute best of luck up there. Um, but I want to congratulate you again, man, and uh, thank you for uh spending time with me every time I've stuck a microphone in your face, man. <laughs> Now you're good, buddy. I appreciate what you do. I always look forward to it. Hopefully, we have many, many more interviews together, and uh, and I appreciate everything. All right, buddy. Well, you take it easy and uh, go win fifty grand. Yes, sir. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. All right. Well, happy birthday, to Butterbean. There. That's a good yeah. birthday present. That's man, for sure. Man, you couldn't think of no better way to spend a birthday. No. Nah. Just come reeling off of a. A win like at Florence, and like he told me there in the interview, man. This is a this is a crown jewel now for for late model stock racing there at Florence Motor Speedway. So yeah, it, it definitely is. That's Got a, another one coming next week. Um, yep, yep. That's um, gonna be huge up there too. Yeah, it's crazy to have. That's what he said. He, they, he says they got ten crown jewels in late model stock now, and and uh, or ten big races, and those are two of them. They're back to back. So. So that's uh wish him the absolute best of luck there at uh Southern National. Um finished second last year to Josh Berry. Who knows what he can do? Might yeah, go out there yeah, with that. He's gonna have a Yeah, he's gonna have a good chance at it again this year and go with Josh Josh is gonna be there with him, so let's <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> that's right. That is right. All right, guys. Well, I want to think as always our good friends at sri performance they are your one-stop shop for all things racing guys they uh man there was a bunch of beat up cars there uh at the track this weekend i think they're gonna have to make a stop over at sri performance and uh see them for all their uh, all their fastener needs to put anything back together on that car um it, just everything else everything performance related related that you need make that car go fast um, safety equipment, whatever you need. Stop over at SRI Performance uh, and go to their website, www.sriperformance.com. Get yourself 10% off at time of checkout there um, with our promo code CBONE10. That's C is in? Chicken. B-O-N-E-1-0. So go check it out. Get it. Same deal over at... Uh, Stock car steel and aluminum, guys. Go get that car pretty back up. We know uh, Butterbean's got to uh, put some body panels back on that one this week. Straighten it out where uh, Dale Jr. Uh, <laughs> hit it a few times, as he said. Yeah. Uh, it was cool, though. They said they laughed about it. There you hear an interview. But uh, um, head over there. Get all your sheets of aluminum. Everything you need, guys. Make them bodies look good on them cars coming up these big races. Uh, make your sponsors proud. Make them cars pretty. Uh, but get all the other structural products, structural materials that you will need over there. Even some of the special metals. Who knows what else you need there? Y'all go check it out. Um, 
Anyway, anyway, also our friends over at uh, Earl Ramey Racing Engines. Uh, we talked about them, uh, them Chevrolet crate engines. Like uh, Butterbean's got, check out Earl Ramey Racing Engines. He's got some of them. Got a bunch of them. <laughs> I mean, he might not have new ones in stock because they fly off the shelves as soon as you get them. But uh, that's what he special. That's one of his specialties. Uh, so head over to Earl Ramey Racing Engines. Tell them we sent you. Um, I know I'm rolling through these, but uh, we 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 all know these guys know that we surely appreciate them for everything to do for us. Uh, but when you get that Earl Ramey Racing Engine, get you some Profab headers going there. It's going to produce all the horsepower it can out of that Earl Ramey Racing Engine. Help it breathe. Help it exhaust out of there. Uh, head over to Profab Headers because they are quality that wins. Y'all head over there. Check them out. Check them out. But uh, anyway, anyway. So, yeah, like I said, Southern National this week, um, $50,000 on the line. Yeah, it's gonna be huge, man. Gonna be a pile of them there for sure. I'm ready to watch that one. Thought about going yeah. to it, but nah. I think I'm gonna stick around the house. Take a take a breather, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna stick around here this weekend. Um, eat up some turkey. Come, come, come Thursday. You know all that fun stuff. All that fun stuff. Um, another thing I want to throw out since we leaving the well we're leaving the asphalt side so uh, before we leave all that i want to thank again steve zacharias florence butter speedway all his crew over there um for putting on such a great event uh for helping us out you know giving me giving us free reign pretty much around there whatever we needed hey y'all do um whatever you need tracks yours tracks yours for media um so it was really cool really cool getting to walk around there and you know talk to these guys and talk to everybody and and see them and and joke with them and and uh and just, just people like mamba mamba smith he sees me and he's yelling at me over there and i'm like man i mean we talked the first year and i you know told him a little bit what we did over there and stuff like that and he uh it's cool guys like that who who remember that and he sees me walking down there and he's just yelling at me going down there. And, and I'm like, you know, hey, how about that? <laughs> I mean, you're getting big time now, dude. Uh, you are, maybe, but uh, I, I don't know. know about that now. Oh, <laughs> um, so, but anyway, I just want to thank those guys for uh, showing showing us hospitality um, and hope they felt the same coming down to Florence Motor Speedway and, uh, and letting, us, uh, letting us host them for the weekend in, yes, in the South Carolina Charlie Powell Memorial 400 uh, 2022 edition and uh, man we saw what 2022 was now I can only imagine what Steve Zacharias and, and the crew over there have up their sleeve for 2023 Can't oh no doubt it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be crazy for sure for sure uh, moving on from there I want to uh I want to send out a congratulations. Also, on the dirt side of things, to our, our buddy Peyton Freeman and the GR Smith Motorsports Team 22 there picked up $22,000 at Deep South Speedway uh, last night. Um, that's 
That was a big race. Big, big race. Yeah, huge race. Yeah, so and a huge win for them. They are performing already together. I mean, man, that's a uh, Peyton. Peyton, every car he's been in, man, he's he somehow puts up front. And, you know, this is a new deal together with G.R. Smith there. And he was able to to put it in victory lane a couple times. Well, put this one in victory lane already in a big race. So, cool to see. And, uh, and speaking of, Peyton is one of our MPM marketing guys. So, I uh, want to thank MPM marketing, uh, Tanya and everybody over there. Uh, Tanya is pretty much everybody over there, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. thank Tanya at MPM Marketing. Uh, she she's like Peyton told me the other week when he was on here, um, talking about this deal. Tanya's the reason that he he is in this ride. She put his face in front of in front of people like Gr Smith that was looking to put a driver in his his car. So uh, so. If you are looking to advance your racing career, you need to get with a marketing team like MPM Marketing. So y'all head over to marketwithmpm.com. Give Tanya a call. Check her out on, on, on the web there. And uh, get yourself lined up in the direction to go there in your racing career. Yes, sir. For sure. Anyway... Anyway, anyway, well, we ain't got much more, much, because, you know, racing racing is winding down. Uh, Blue Gray was last night also, Sunday night. Uh, Chris Madden pretty much led flag to flag, as he likes to do at Cherokee. <laughs> yes. He, uh, he's pretty pretty stout over there. Yeah, no doubt. He is, he is uh, definitely the one to beat. Up there for sure. Yeah, our buddy Chris Ferguson jumped in a uh, uh, I don't I don't know which one. I'm assuming a six oh four. Anyway, it was a crate late model. Jumped in a crate up there, and won in it in the crate late model though. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. He's fast in anything. Always, always. But anyway, well, I want to thank Brendan. Queen, old Butterbean. I appreciate him coming on here today. Um, what else we got? Anything else? Anything else you want to touch on? I think that's about it, man. That was a lot of racing, but it was in one place. That's right. <laughs> Mostly for- <laughs> that's right. So. Um, anyway, so go Gamecocks this weekend. That's all I can say. Yes, yeah, sir. Full form hard, man. <laughs> We're going to be rooting them on. I promise you we will. Promise you we will. So anyway, guys, as always, want to thank our uh, friends over at Earl Ramey Racing Engines, Profab Headers and Exhaust, SRI Performance, Stock Car Steel and Aluminum, also High Octane Racing Apparel, guys. You want guys and gals? You want some cool looking apparel for to to hit, head to the racetrack with, or just to wear every day? Head over to High Octane Racing Apparel. Get yourself some some cool cool looking shirts, some good looking stuff that you'd be proud to wear and. Everybody asks where you got it from, and you can tell them High Octane Racing Apparel. Um, also, Checkered, they are the race hub. Y'all head over to Checkered. We're on Checkered. Y'all follow us on there. We're on all of social media, too. Give us a follow. Give us a like. All that good stuff helps us out. We hit, I will say, I mean, another one may not sound big to everybody else, but we hit 4,500 
page follows today on yeah, our man. Facebook page. I don't know if that's big. I don't think that's real big, but it's, hey, it it's is. better than zero. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but anyway. Anyway, guys, so y'all uh, also go check out Ford Bite. Ford Bite Apparel, guys. Um, y'all like the, the feel of their clothing and uh, designs of their shirts there. Good stuff for sure. Check out old Coltrane there in the Ford Bite 305 Sprint next year. He'll be back for his sophomore season there and uh, doing big things. But anyway, all right, guys. Well, I am actually going out to another birthday dinner. Not 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 butter beans, but another birthday dinner. I'm gonna go eat some. Uh, uh, well, we changed it. It was Japanese. Now it's, I just got informed it was Texas Roadhouse. Now, which isn't bad. It's bad. I was just looking forward to. No, that's gonna be good. They they said to the hibachi, bro. No, nah, we're going to Texas Roadhouse. It was supposed to be um, Miami's. Oh, Miami's. I got you. Oh, they're closed. I guess they're well, closed on Mondays now. Can't have nothing. Oh. oh, well. Well, it'll still be good. It'll be good. All right, then. Well, guys, we sure appreciate y'all hanging out with us uh, post-South Carolina 400 edition. Also, I just saw on Facebook, real quick, guys, uh, Dale Hart Jr. is going to have a Dirty Mo live on YouTube. If you're hearing this, it will be uh, Tuesday morning at 10 o'clock talking about the South Carolina 400 uh, he wasn't going to do a podcast, another podcast afterwards, but he's doing a Dirty Mo Live. So that'll be interesting to listen to. So y'all head over there and check that out on YouTube at 10 o'clock in the morning or this morning or, you know, if not, go back and watch <laughs> it, whatever. <laughs> right. All right, y'all. We'll, we'll see y'all next time. Later. Later.